Hello, listener. Welcome back to Serendipity City. This time, we're catching back up with Iroh, Fancy, and Fox, who are looking for Rachel, the missing shapeshifter girlfriend of Melody, a human teenager who came to them seeking help. We do a full recap of this mission so far at the beginning of this recording session, so let's jump right into it. A teenage girl came to Iroh because her girlfriend was missing. Her girlfriend is a shapeshifter who, it turns out, is from one of the more prominent shapeshifter families. Y'all kind of gallivanted around town figuring that out and then probably didn't actually do that much gallivanting. And then you went to her mother to see if her mother knew where she was at because the last that anyone knew of her, she was going to her mom to try and get some help because they were not having good luck on the job market. Uh, her mother was not helpful, Nancy, <laughs> and unintentionally antagonized her mother several times. <laughs> and I pissed her off pretty <laughs> rightly. Yeah. And then on the way back, um, you were getting tailed by people in a fancy car who uh, followed you down an alleyway. And then there was a gunfight, including flying demonlings that turned into puffs of glitter when they dissipated. You're welcome. (laughs) Nancy and Iroh both got shot up. Uh, Fox was okay because he was hiding in the car. (laughs) As he was told to. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Fair. Are you mad I helped you? (laughs) I'm never really mad. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, because I, I did some badass shit there. I even touched someone and caused them harm. <laughs> That's how fighting works, actually. <laughs> I can do that. That's not special. <laughs> Michelle, you're not here. <laughs> you're not in this world, Michelle. Uh-huh. Um, after, like, y'all just totally murked two of them, and one of them, like offed himself with iron and Iroh searched the car and found a notebook with some mysterious insignia on it. And um, the bodies are in the back of the car, which is parked by Iroh's apartment. And then you went back to the speakeasy where Dolores immediately started healing you because you looked a real mess. And I believe that brings us up to where we're at. Um, We can jump right in after the healing or we can have a little bit of a time lapse if you want. What do you think y'all are doing? I just want to be healed before we go on to another mission. Yeah, do I lose these two harm? Yeah, go ahead, everybody, and remove the two harm. Um, Later that day, the next morning, are you going to go back to the anarchist bar and tell Melody what's up? No, absolutely. (laughs) Not like, not that much of a time lapse. Okay, okay. You just don't want the doctor scene. I mean, I don't, I don't, I okay. mean that's that's fine. I, I, just, I think I think once we've had a Dr. moment, a moment to get our cool, um, <laughs> like nurse outfits, yes. <laughs> all the montages, a stethoscope or no stethoscope. <laughs> mm. I think after we're all bandaged up, we head back to the anarchists' uh, bookstore in order to find Melody. All right, so yeah, you um, you Dolores bandages you up. Um, pestering you the entire time about how you managed to get so damaged. Um, I'm assuming you all, do you, when Dolores asks how you got injured, do you dodge her questions or do you answer them? I've got nothing to hide. We were shot at by a number of blue-eyed fae. That sounds like a bad spot to be in. Did you do anything to antagonize them? Not Antagonize is a very strong word, dear. <laughs> they seemed uh, to be agents of some sort of uh, 
force that seems to want us to stop looking into missing people overall. I found this insignia sitting in their cars. Does this mean anything to you? And Iroh will show her the weird sigil that he found. I am going to have you roll. Me? Yes. Oh, look at us. We're doing so good. We're like five minutes in and we're already rolling dice. I'm so proud. Aww. Time to gain some experience points. What am I rolling? <laughs> um, you were going to roll. Do you plan to fail? Actually, there's there's a move for this. Put a face to a name. Roll with the faction. So you're going to roll with wild. Okay. Nine. Nine. Okay, cool. So on a hit, you know their reputation. And I will tell you something that most people know about them. Terrific. So what happens is you hand the notebook to Dolores and she looks at it and kind of screws up her face for a moment. And she says, I know this language. This is a fae language. It's kind of an odd wording. It's it's a metaphor that doesn't really translate directly. Um, but it, it says it means something similar to delight bringers um and this sign at the end means that it's some kind of a group name or an organization name does that does that mean anything to you you mean that group's still around i apparently so um this is interesting because it's very similar to there there are stories that they tell fae children that are almost like um I want to say fairy tales, but obviously that's not quite right. Um, but the Lightbringers are referenced in some of some of our some of our rhymes and stories that have come up in the last like folk tales, dear. Folk yes, tales. Uh, come up in the last like fifteen to twenty years. But I didn't know that they were an actual group. I thought that that was I thought that this was just something that somebody made up. Well, what kind of reputation do they have in these tales? Well, they're ambivalent for the most part they're roughly ambivalent to fey children um unless unless they're crossed um unless you get on their bad side somehow uh but their reputation is not overly kind to most other peoples Mm. at least as far as the as far as like the you know the humans yeah the nursery rhymes that i remember well yeah humans but Mm. but also shapeshifters probably i mean i don't remember anything else in specific i can try to do some research on this and reach out to people if you if y'all would like that'd be real helpful but uh i'd keep it quiet if i were you these folks didn't seem to hesitate when it came to pulling guns on us yeah that sounds like based on based on what you guys are telling me and based on what i know um i'll definitely keep this on the down low well we've got a client to reconnect with Cool. So, yeah, after you have that conversation, um, Dolores says that she will do some research, tap some of her people, her network, starts to clean up the back room. That's like the DIY med bay, I guess. Of, that makes it sound way fancier than it is. But, you know, the, the, the sick closet. room. Yes, the closet. <laughs> the, the medical closet. The broken closet. The, the, <laughs> the one broken that's not medical be, closet. The one that's not being used as a real closet because <laughs> that one works. <laughs> So uh, she ushers, uh, well, no, I guess she doesn't usher you out. You usher yourselves out and you make your way to the to the anarchist bar where Melody is sitting at the bar still looking increasingly concerned. She does not look in a great way. The other bartender who was here earlier has uh, left at this point. Have we been able to get all the glitter off of us? I don't know. Roll me 2d6 for removing glitter. <laughs> I got an eight. You're you still got some specs. Like you have like 
a couple of very prominent splotches on your face. Nancy has some on her hair. Iroh has some on his jacket. Why's it got to be on my but face? But the blood's off. Because <laughs> it's a mixed success and you're the one that rolls. Which means All right. <laughs> hey, hey, kid, I'm, I'm, I'm spangly like you now. Like your, uh, like your union jack. Spangly? Close. Yeah, you Wait. know. Important question. Do y'all change before you head out, Nancy and Fox? Well, I, duh. I think it's time for a change. <sighs> well, I've got bullet wounds now in this outfit. I cannot go out like this. Right. Okay. What are you wearing now? The same, but different. <laughs> does Fox have another, does Fox have another, like, punk couture's Another Probably. Vivian Westwood piece? I'll have to think about what it looks like, but most likely, yes. Bomber jacket, gold cufflinks. I like it. I like Keep it. Keep going. <laughs> Maybe he'll spike up his hair a little bit. Fox is wearing like a regular black suit, but the jacket is completely covered in spikes. <laughs> I like it. Mildly dangerous, but looks good. That's a good summary of Fox, actually. <laughs> yeah. You walk into the Anarchist Bar, Melody's at the bar, looking um, very stressed out. And do y'all just, like, walk straight up to her? Immediately, What's... yes. Okay. What What happened? You guys look a little roughed up. Are you okay? Well, no. <laughs> we were shot at many times. But I have to confess, I'm not entirely sure that it had anything to do with our business today. Well, that's something. I'm sorry if I got you shot at. You know what? It's part of the job. Okay. Now listen, as much as I wish we had something good to tell you in exchange for all this damage, which, again, as I said, I'm not sure is directly related, we stopped by at the house, and I'm not sure we learned a whole lot more. Um, Y'all went inside. Tell them what what you heard. I've got a spy now. (laughs) Who? The maid. You talked to Jenny? Yes. She's nice. I liked her. She was always nice to me. Wait, wasn't you went, very wait, helpful, you went but... into you went into the house. How did that go for you? Well, it started out well. But someone over here revealed something that I don't even understand, and we were kicked out. I don't know if we actually clarified this yesterday, but for clarity, this was set up in, in an episode but, or in a recording before you came on. But for clarity, you were your patron had you do a hit on one of the werewolf strongholds. So, like you and Iroh and Vex, I think, mm-hmm. like burned it down with well, people I've, I've, still inside because your patron has something against werewolves. I don't know where that story went. I've apparently got some missing spots in my memory. <laughs> I just try to go with it. <laughs> it happens. You've experienced a lot of trauma. Being Have chill. I? <laughs> <laughs> Being chill is self-care. Yes, true. L- l- long story short, it doesn't seem like she went there, even if she was headed to that location. Oh, so I guess that means we don't have anything, huh? Well, now, if she was headed that way, um, is there perhaps someone she would have talked to as far as like, feeling out her family, trying to see if there was uh, some better way to get in. Maybe some some place where she would have gotten in touch with Jenny. Somewhere she would have gone that uh, maybe we could investigate. I don't know. I don't think so. I know that... I think that there was some place that she would meet Jenny at to discuss things um, when she was trying to feel her mom out, but I don't think she had been there for a while. 
it was it, it's just like it's just another bar it's one of the nicer bars on this side of town i don't know i don't know which part of town it is because it's mostly frequented by uh shapeshifters so i'm not but you got you got the welcome. name of it yeah well certainly we don't have uh anything better to go on unless anyone else has any bright ideas nothing all right let's see no <laughs> well, I appreciate you thinking it over. <laughs> I was trying to use a random name generator to come up with a bar name, but it gave me something that I definitely can't Oh, uh, this pronounce. bar just has a random name. This is more where we're supposed to go. <laughs> All right, let's try again. I reload my save. <laughs> just first two words that come to your mind. I had to come up with skateboard last the time. The black cat? Also, I was, I was thinking the black cat, but I think I, that doesn't... Well, okay, so maybe like... The Black Wolf? But then I'm going to have to say wolf a lot. And y'all will not have to laugh at my not pronouncing the L in wolf, which is apparently a thing. Well, uh, I mean, you have another one in, in this group who, who does... <laughs> okay, well, let's go with the, the Black Wolf then. Yeah, uh, the Black Wolf. That makes sense since it's a shapeshifter bar. Any of y'all ever heard of this place? All right, I guess we're going to have to figure out where it is. Magical GPS. So, um, how are you going to do that? I think hit the streets might be the appropriate move. It's true. <laughs> um, so, you are going to name who you're going to enroll with their faction. So, Which who one wants of us to... is doing this? I don't know. So, who wants to... what faction is the shapeshifters? The shapeshifters are wild. I have a wild of zero. I have one. Oh, I have two. Two? Yes. How do you then have it's two? time for know. Fox to shine. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Right. <laughs> Who are you Considering going? the number of werewolf children you've apparently burned down in a warehouse, <laughs> that's that much more impressive. I'm sorry, I don't remember. I'm not sorry. I would. I, well, I mean about the children dying, yes. I, I'm sorry about that. They weren't children, they were adults, to be clear. Okay, well, they were someone's children. I mean, that only makes it a little bit better. <laughs> they were adults that were that someone's children. Are you saying they deserve <laughs> to get burned down? I'm not saying they deserve to get burnt down, but. To be clear, they were like part of a group that's like all uh-huh. fighty. Um, like, all fighty? Yeah. <laughs> like we're not all fighty. Yeah. I mean, if but someone I mean, burns if somebody... us down, we probably deserve it. <laughs> we definitely deserve it. Yeah. Eight. Eight? Okay. Eight. Tell me who you want to go to. Like what What kind of shape? Who do you know that's a shapeshifter? Make someone well, up. Apparently they're all dead. They're, well, they're not <laughs> all dead. Oh, God. So we're going to the graveyard. (laughs) (laughs) To look at their necromancy. (laughs) Um, Can we have a seance? Oh, God, you can. I mean... But first, let's let's find a shapeshifter. (laughs) No more seances. No more? Okay. Future Patreon episode. That time when Nancy (laughs) did a seance and it went very badly. (laughs) When I actually conjured a spirit from hell. (laughs) So, who do you want to go to? Like, so this would be your, this would be a contact that you would have who is a shapeshifter who would be willing to give you information on other shapeshifters. I can give you the hierarchy of the shapeshifters is that, like, the werewolves are kind of, like, at the top, and they're the ones actively trying to, like, create sort of an organized structure, but they're 
also setting up a power structure where they're like more powerful than everyone else and they get to like control what happens in the shapeshifter community. Underneath them are the families like Rachel's family who are not werewolves but who are sort of their second in command. And then there are assorted groups of other shapeshifters, some of whom are willing to like be at the bottom of this pyramid, so to speak, some of whom feel kind of ambivalent about it, and some of whom are actively working against the werewolves at the top who frequent this bar they have come up before that these this shapeshifter group actually you've talked to them so was that the yes that was the group of people that you awkwardly very awkwardly talked to right so we could say that in the time between now and then you've maybe come back to this bar and had some conversations or run into them at your speakeasy they're my buddies now yeah evidently they thought i was funny (laughs) Everyone thinks Fox is funny. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, let's say that you're going to one of them and... They're just hanging out at the bar? Yeah, they're hanging out at the bar. Well, that person who's conveniently right over there might be able to help. Fox apparently uh, says, oh, we need to talk to a shapeshifter, looks around the bar and then says, I know her, (laughs) and walks up to a very regal um, dark-skinned woman who has a large tattoo on her arm of a lightning strike that glows rather unnaturally and has yellow-brown eyes. I think today she's alone. She's, like, reviewing some notes and sipping, like, coffee or some kind of, like, something that's not a super strong drink. Um, She's not trying to get trashed. She's, like, reviewing notes and looking over her strategy. And as you walk up to Emmy, what what do you say? Hi. Hi. (laughs) Can I help you? Oh, I remember you. We've talked, right? You're the awkward yes. one. Some say that. Yes. <laughs> I answered that. What can I help you with? Your name is your name is Fox, right? Yes. What can what can I help you with? It's Fox? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Uh, I have a question. No, I ha- I think I have a few questions. Okay, hit me. See, I've forgotten what they are at this point, though. So <laughs> my friends have some questions. Ira was at the other side of the bar, just sweating bullets, <laughs> thinking like, oh, God, we're in for it now. Does, when, you see, when you see Fox pointing at you, do either of you come over? Fox is trying to get your attention, like trying and to I'm get you. Like, I, uh, he's you... waving obsessively, and I just like wave back. I'm like, <laughs> Nancy, Nancy. You get over there, and if he says skateboard, you scream like hell. <laughs> Why do I have to go over there? Because I'm going to stay time. over here with my shotgun ready. Oh my god! The bartender he looks he gives you a look. He doesn't stop you because it's that kind of bar. But I, uh, okay, <laughs> uh, but he—that's your boy over there. Fine, come on, come on. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, we walk over. Hello. Uh, hello. I'm told that you have some questions that I might be able to help with. That does sound like what would be reported to you. I apologize. He's, uh, um, he's a special awkward. He's, he's, we're just so proud of him. Just any day we can get him out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> he's completely dressed today. Um, and I mean, looking at what he's dressed in, uh, you can tell that that's the challenge. Uh, to be fair, every time I've seen him, he's been dressed. Well, the quality of said outfit might vary, but excuse me, there's no accounting for taste. Ma'am, my name is Ira. We're looking for a particular establishment named the Black Wolf. Uh, was, Ooh. Why? Why do you want to go to the Black Wolf? We uh, were doing a favor for someone who um, 
whose significant other may uh, have uh, uh, disappeared in the past 24 hours. And we're hoping that maybe someone there can uh, tell us maybe where she's gone. Well, I hope it's a big favor. Um, it's, if you don't mind my saying so, it's uh, it's pretty dangerous for a group of non shapeshifters yeah. to uh, go wandering up into the Black Wolf. I'll give you if, yeah. you, if you really want the directions, I'll give them to you, but I would suggest that you proceed with caution. If we wanted to pretend to be shapeshifters, can we do that? <laughs> and I just look at her. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, my boy. I just nod, just sort of just mouthing, just tell him, just, just tell him. You could. I I can't do that for you, but I would assume that um, anybody who is half decent at glamour magic could give that impression. Um, but again, I must impress upon you that if you have Ira's a say, just nodding. Just <laughs> it would be better to go to the bar. Uh, as not shapeshifters, then go to the Black Wolf and uh, pretending to be shapeshifters and be found out uh, mm-hmm. after you're there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would, yeah. it would, that could potentially go very badly for you. Ira just pats Fox in the head and says, "Yes, we understand. Yes, we understand. Yes, um, but okay. we, yes, the the instructions on how to get there would be good." All right, um, one moment. And she writes down some instructions. She draws a little map for you. She's very helpful. <laughs> She's also very she concerned about all of you. <laughs> She's very concerned about all of you. She's such a sweetheart. Ma'am, I'm sorry, what was your name? Emmy. Emmy, thank you so much. This is a big help. I promise you we'll be safe. I'm not sure I believe that you can hold that promise, but I appreciate it either way. Are you are you looking after Melody's Melody's girlfriend? Yeah, how'd you know that? Oh, I've talked to Rachel some. We have we have a a lot in common as far as the general state of uh, shapeshifter society goes and our issues with it. Well, let me ask you this: if um, if you had heard that she was missing, do you uh, have any idea where she might have gone? I don't. Um, I don't have any idea. I thought I had overheard some of Melody's conversation earlier, but I was hoping by this point that it would have turned out to be a misunderstanding. I haven't spoken to her in the last couple of days, but last time I talked to her, uh, there was nothing that there was nothing that set off any alarm bells for me, so to speak. Was Rachel the sort to uh, ring bells like that on a regular basis? Not really. I mean, she. You know, running when you're when you're from the sort of family that she's from, running away with a human is a little rash. But I mean, like, who among us didn't do something that was rash when we were that age? Well, let l- let me carry on from there. She's um, been said to have had some difficulty procuring money, even with the help from the Vindelpunks, and she was thinking, you know, of going back to her family to ask for some help. But if she was to maybe chase after some leads for some less advisable help as far as money is concerned. Any idea where she'd be uh, asking after that kind of thing? And can I roll with heart yeah. to try and fish something out of there? Um, let's do a research roll, so you're going to roll with mind. Alrighty. Five. Oh, buddy. Mark XP. And then I accidentally vomit all of <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Her dress is very please, pretty. Please no more talk about vomit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jennifer's had a long day. 
Imagine how Emmy feels. <laughs> so with a five, oh boy, Emmy kind of like furrows her brow for a moment and then shakes her head and says, I'm sorry, I really, I can't think of anything else. I, I think even though she was desperate, I think Rachel is smarter than to do anything truly ill-advised. I think that she would be smart enough to know that she would be better off asking her family for help than going to some of the sketchier groups in town. Um, she, having been a part of the kind of family that she comes from and seeing into some of the um, werewolves groups machinations, she would be aware that it can get, it can go downhill extremely fast. And I don't think that she would be rash enough or silly enough to be that, to do that just to like make a quick buck. Mm. Fair. Well, I hope you're right. I hope so too. All right. Son, say goodbye. 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 Uh, so you, do you, do you go straight to the werewolf bar? Does anyone else have any better idea? I don't think so. That's where we're heading. Maybe we should, maybe we should talk about our approach here. It's probably important. If um, the Ketvis's house uh, was unfriendly territory, this is almost certainly going to be very hostile territory. Maybe I should stay in the car this time. You know, I certainly don't like to leave you out, but uh, it's not a terrible idea. Or I could get a disguise. You know, Emmy, I think, was right. The idea of getting caught trying to put one over on these folks is going to look real bad on us. You know, just to say, uh, we're not especially the the sneakiest crew in in the city, you know what I mean? We're terrible sneaking. Well, we've all got our strengths and weaknesses in this crazy mixed-up world. But um, I'm just telling it like it is. Um, truth be told, I could do worse than to keep my face from being shown around that part of town as well. Um, Nancy, I'm certainly not suggesting you go in there by yourself, but uh, certainly you might want to take point on this one since, well, anyone realizes who they're talking to when they're talking to me and the kid, it's going to be a bad scene. Enough. No, we'll uh, we'll go in together, but the two of us will hang back, try and make sure uh, we don't cause up too much trouble. All right, but you better keep your face covered. I got a hat. Jerry, <laughs> how about you? Does I wait? Wait. Does Fox have like a bandana that he's been wearing around his neck, a la like too clean punk style that he could? We could go with that. <laughs> that he could put over. Well, we don't want you to look like a bandito or nothing. I'm thinking like a nice scarf. <laughs> okay, yeah, that works too. It's right. just like a very, very thick scarf, so it kind of covers part of his face. Oh, uh-huh. Fox would be such a bad thief. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, we jump in the pickup truck and uh, head off. To, uh, start <laughs> following the directions Emmy gave us. All right, so you drive across town. It is like sort of like it's not quite halfway it's a little more than halfway between the neighborhood that you just came from uh the shapeshifter neighborhood and it actually leads you to and she would have given you instructions for this it leads to a house it's not like your speakeasy or like the anarchist speakeasy where it's behind a retail storefront it's like in someone's house yeah so you pull up and it's like you know it's the house that is painted all black and has like a wolf's head um, painted on the door in silver. And I'm assuming, do you like park at the end of the street? Like, how do you? Yeah, not right out in front, but uh, 
within sprinting distance. All right, cool. Lara pulls his hat down over his face. All right. Fox fluffs up his scarf. <laughs> oh, my good boys. Uh, <laughs> so, if, so. If I might make a suggestion, yes. let's, let's leave the jacket in the car. But it's part of my outfit. I, yeah, we want him to take us seriously now. I thought okay. you guys were staying in the car. No, no, no. We're going with. Okay. But we're just going to keep to ourselves. Okay. That's something, I guess. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think Iroh would countenance sending Nancy in by herself. Yeah, no, I was a little surprised by that because that was no, my understanding. No. I thought you were suggesting that Nancy go in by herself. No, no, so we're going in together, but she's the only one that's going to do any talking. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a place that Rachel would get in touch with Jenny, who is the maid, who is now nominally in Fox's employ. So if Rachel was trying to get in touch with Jenny before going to her house, she might have come here and tried to get in touch with someone. <laughs> but I can't... As a non-shapeshifter, just go in there and start asking questions about Jenny or Rachel. You can go in and start asking questions about Rachel. It might not be advisable to start asking questions about the two of them together. But, like, I will tell you just, like, behind the scenes. No, like, it, if you walk in, you're not going to have people firing guns at you right away. Like, you can ask about Rachel, but you... I cannot express... It's going to be an unfriendly audience. Yeah, I cannot express how carefully you should tread. So don't put your hands on anyone. Well, that might I, be like so. So, but but that might be a good thing in this situation. Well, <laughs> well, so, maybe we'll to, see. To, to that point, to that point, uh, is there perhaps maybe not sneaking necessarily, but some sort of arcane observation that maybe we could use to eavesdrop on someone without actually going in ourselves? That might be an idea. Yeah, actually, I like that idea. But but only Vex has that power. No, we can't. Let's do something like um, well. Can we just okay. stand by a window and listen? <laughs> you, you're stand by a, a window and listen. Yes. You're um. Wait, no, you're psychometry. Can I like touch the house? You could touch like the door or the doorknob. Oh yeah, the genie of the door. <laughs> they can always help us. That's a callback. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess we could try that. <clears throat> but I mean, I'm still standing on someone's porch. Well, we could go around to the side. <laughs> Is there a door on the side? I mean, you can sneakily go around. So my thinking with the doorknob was that it would work with psychometry. Psychometry? I don't know. With that, because um, that's something that like everyone who enters the house touches. Fair enough. Or, well, no, that's a fair point. All right, I've, I, I've got, I've got an inkling of an idea. Get, get us to the front door at least. We're probably going this way. Uh, bar any future attempts to go in and talk, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right, as long as you have me covered. Yeah, change of plan. I'm talking this time. <laughs> Kid, lose the jacket. Okay. Okay. Straightens out. Fox's tie a little bit. Dusts off his shoulders. All right. Now. What's happening? Just you wait. <laughs> wait, you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, actually thinking thinking more about it, Iroh actually takes off his duster, which he does not do very often. But he um, does he have guns? Does Iroh have sick guns? He, well, he's a very big boy. <laughs> um, um, but I mean, he's got so he's got a um, button down shirt and overalls underneath the duster. But he straightens it out, dusts off just a tiny bit, tucks in a little bit of like the weeds that are sticking out of his uh, pockets and such, um, and actually like buttons up the very top of his uh, shirt. 
uh, and then roots around in his car looking for like spare books and stuff like that. And um, finally, like, goes from like the bed of the truck uh, up to the glove box and roots through a little bit more and finds a tome that he grabbed from the anarchist bookstore that says Faith and Fay, oh, an my essential God. guide. Are we going to be off. Jehovah's Witnesses? Something like that. All right, follow me. And starts marching up to the speakeasy. So here's what Ira is going to do. He's going to position himself such that um, the door swings out. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to position himself such that anyone who opens the door is going to see Iroh first. And Iroh, like I said, is a very big frame. So he's going to position himself like real close so that whoever is there, he can put his book right in front of him and start talking right away. And but I'm going to like duck behind and touch the door handle. Okay. Yeah. This is very good. I'm very proud of you all. You say it's very good, but your face sucks. <laughs> like you're really worried not, everything's going to go terrible. It could go bad. I mean, like, but all of this could go badly. Um, yeah. So you knock on the door. Oh, and wait. he literally, like, grabs Fox and puts him behind me <laughs> and says, all right, hey, fold your hands. Okay. All right. Keep them folded and smile. Got smile, it. Smile, a winner's smile. All right. Got just it. Just keep doing that. Does Fox have sharp teeth? Probably not one in human form, right? Not in human form. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that would be, that could be extremely disconcerting. <laughs> could be. Okay. So you knock teeth, on the door. Teeth. Teeth. <laughs> teeth. <laughs> Yay. More teeth. You. All right. Take it away, Nancy. You knock on the door. No, 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 no. No, no, no take I'm it away. I'm not knocking Ira. on the door. But if someone does open when they discover oh. someone is messing with the knob. Okay. I'm there to run interference. Okay, yeah, roll your roll your shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I had a quick question while we were talking about rolls. Um, does my roll from the last scene carry over to this scene so I still have one hold? Or did you want me to re-roll that and see if I get different holds for my foretelling? Um, go ahead and re-roll. Okay, oh, well, I'm going to do that real fast. 9, 10, 11. So that's a 10 plus. So I have two hold. Um. Okay. Great. Okay, now to roll my actual move, and I'm just hoping I get a really good. <laughs> I'm gonna mark XP. What did you get? And you better get ready to run interference, because I rolled a four, five, six. So, um, on a miss, the emotion of the object overwhelms me, and I take. A minus one to the ongoing scene. Okay. So, so there was a really fucking powerful ward on this door. Yeah, I like that actually. So you um, get zapped by a powerful ward and almost at the same time, the door opens outward and like almost hits you in the face. Uh, and there is an extremely well-dressed man uh, standing behind the door staring at all of you skeptically. And he says, I'm sorry, can I help you? No, wait. Just really quick, can you see Nancy? No. Okay. She's still behind the door. Good evening, sir. I'm so sorry to bother you this evening, but wonderful blessings upon your house. I am so happy to meet you this fine evening. My name is Ira Kenakaris, and I am here to tell you about a once in a lifetime opportunity. Did you know that you are loved, sir? Did you know that you and your home and your household and everyone within it is loved and blessed? I am just so happy to meet you. It's just such a wonderful, miraculous day, sir. 
I'm very confused. Um, do you want to come into the bar or are you here for something else? I would love to come in, sir. Thank you. And Iroh is just immediately like <laughs> barging in and like one one hand just brandishing the book, just like not quite like almost like a shield, just like holding it up in front of him to to as as a icon of his faith. And then the other hand just grabs Fox's shirt and yanks him uh, in behind him. And Fox um, is just like smiling like way too big. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in the hopes of like deliberately making the door close as they uh, brush in. Yeah, so the door closes. So you guys are now inside. All right. You've brushed past a very bewildered guard. Um, Nancy is left sitting on the porch with a splitting headache. What do you? What do you do? All of you? Any of you? And Nancy quietly whispers to herself, "Oh fuck." Cut to commercial. <laughs> Iroh just continues, just like. I am just so pleased to finally have the opportunity to bring the good word and the light and the spirit to this wonderful house. This sounds, um, culty? Are, no, no, are you... no, no, not the slightest. Listen, I understand this city is full of ne'er-do-wells and those sorts of spiritualists who try and bring you into an organization and try and demand dues and oaths of allegiance and nothing of the sort is going to transpire between you and me and my boy here. And he nods back at Fox. Um, can I ask what exactly your thinking might inspire between uh, you and me and your boy? Listen, this young man, I found him seven years ago. He was in a bad situation. He was in a real bind. He was in a real tough sitch. But listen, through the power of the light and the love and the wonderful bonds that bind us all together. I am so sorry I've been talking just a little bit too much. Can I get a glass of water? Could it, do, you, do you have any tonic water in here? Certainly no spirits, but a tonic water would situate me real good. Uh, if you want a tonic water, you will have to go to the bar for that, sir. I am just the doorman. 100%. I will say that I you understand. should um, maybe watch the cult talk when you're in the bar, um, but... That's they can get you a tonic water. Spectacular. I appreciate it. And the washroom. Where can I find the washroom, sir? Uh, that's right down the hall. That's spectacular. Thank you so much. We're going to get just a little bit dusted off, and then I'm going to treat myself to a tonic water, and then I'll be right back to talk about the enormously incredible journey that this young man and I went <laughs> on over the course of the past seven years. And once again, grabs Fox and hauls off towards the washroom. Have you ever thought about doing ASMR videos, Brendan? Yes. <laughs> you have a very good voice for ASMR. Thank you. Uh, okay. So, that poor card is so confused. Um, uh, yeah, so you go off down the washroom. Are you... So, does Nancy go back to the car? Like, do you have a plan? Are you drives gonna, away. <laughs> are, like, what, do, um, what does Nancy want to do? No, I'm, I'm really thinking... Right now, I'm like, no, we came here for a purpose. Okay, now they're inside, but if shit goes wrong, I've got to do something. But I want to get something out of this. And I'm just, like, running through scenarios in my head. I'm like, how powerful is this board? Could I maybe try again? I don't know. Uh, yeah, if you want to try again, you can. So, I'm, yeah, I'm going to try again. I'm like, you know what? This headache, it ain't nothing. They're risking their lives in there. I got to do something. So, I'm going to roll again. You can do it. Nine. Woohoo. Nice. Um, can I see the sheet real quick? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can ask one. And I think I'm going to ask. I'm torn between uh, secrets or mysteries this object has been privy to, or what is the. I don't want to know the history of it. Um, let's do, yeah, like secrets or mysteries. 
Okay, I think that makes sense. Um, okay, so you get that the day to night montage that we've seen a couple times in Nancy's visions. Um, it like goes over the last like two months or so. Like you're seeing the sun rising and setting. You're seeing people walking through the door. Like you you start to recognize some of the regulars, um, some of the same people. You start to get a feel for like which of these people are important and have status and like the community and inside this bar and which ones don't. Um, and you see a couple of times like you notice out of that like two month montage, you see Ginny walk in and then Rachel walk in. Like they're always they show up on the same day. Sometimes they're always like an hour or two apart. Like both. In leaving and entering while spaced out clearly to try and make it look like they aren't necessarily there to meet each other and then it starts to slow over the last like week or so and over the last week or so what you notice um there's a couple of times when jenny goes there on her own but rachel like has not been here for the last like two or three weeks um one of the things that you do sort of over here is there's a very very nicely dressed man um with gold eyes dark hair and uh he's walking in hand in hand um with his husband and there's like sort of there's like the equivalent of a secretary or something following them like somebody like an assistant who's clearly giving them notes and the assistant says basically the assistant is talking to him about the political state of the shapeshifters and this man felix is suggesting that maybe um, he's aware of Rachel having gone and Rachel like coming to this bar. He knows of the whole situation with Rachel because of her family stature. And he suggests that the next time she's at that bar, one of their delegation, the werewolf delegation should approach her because he knows that Rachel has like ends with the other shapeshifters. And he thinks that because of he's, you know, he's like, well, I know that, you know, um, politically we hadn't planned on this happening, but because of the way things have played out, I think that maybe it makes sense for Rachel to be sort of an ambassador, if you will. I'm thinking I'm tired of all of this fighting amongst ourselves. And I think that maybe we could actually draw on Rachel and her experiences to bring a larger level of peace to the community. So next time, like arrange it so that next time she's here, she is approached by one of our people in an extremely non-threatening manner and that we talk to her about starting to try and build some inroads into these other shapeshifter communities that we know she's talking to and then they leave. So that's like what you get is that like the extremely oversimplified version is that none of the werewolves um, went for Rachel. Yeah, none of the werewolves did her harm or wanted to do her harm as far as you know and that she hasn't been here for like two or three weeks. So what are you, you going to do with that information? Iris slams the door of the washroom shut. <clears throat> Fox is still smiling. <laughs> Kid, we got to get out of here. How exactly are we going to do that? Question. Let's try and find a window. Ira looks around. Is there a window? Um, <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? What? There's a role for escaping. Um, oh, no. You know what there is? What? There's a hunter move. Oh, Ooh. look at this. It's called this way. Yay, another hunter move. You haven't used one of those in a while. That's true. When you lead people out of danger, roll with blood. On a 10 plus, you all get away safely. On a 7 and 9, you get hurt or one of them gets hurt. You choose. And I miss everyone's safe but you. You're left behind and the way out is closed to you. I'm going to use this. Yeah. Here I go. Don't fail. Can Fox help me out since he's here in this washroom with me? Yeah. I can look yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Do I just get my plus links with him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so do I have to roll? Or? Yeah, you roll, and then that determines. What do you uh, roll? Plus links. Yep. Eleven. So I get a plus one from that. Yes. Okay. In that case, my total is ten. All right, and with a ten plus, what happens? We all get away safely. Do you do you bother to unlock the washroom door behind you, or do you like? I mean, so like, do you do you like shut the bathroom door and lock it, and then climb out the window? I think. Here's here's what I think. I think we see a window, and it's very small. And Iro does like some quick math, and by quick math I mean like twenty seconds of just like counting on his fingers, trying to like estimate sizes, and then decides that no, he's not going to fit through that thing. And so he just turns to Fox and says, "All right, deep breath and smile," and okay. then bursts out of the washroom and comes down the hallway uh, straight past the guard and says, "Sir, I appreciate uh, that all of us are different and all of us have special uh, needs and special desires, but I did not realize this is a house of drinks, sir. I did not realize this is a sort of institution where such beverages were held. Now, listen, I, you are not going to see any." Di- uh, hair or hide of me. I just cannot countenance this sort of thing. I'm certainly not going to infringe upon your uh, desires to do this sort of thing in your own all this while just <laughs> stepping closer and closer to the door and shoving Fox out of it. <laughs> and he says, okay, um, goodbye. Blessings you are you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and and a all, very... all, all but like picking Nancy up and like <laughs> Uh, double timing it back to the truck. As, as this is going on, you get just to the to see me coming out of a vision, and we like hightail it into the. <laughs> okay. yeah, c- come along, wife. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very confused doorman. Just taking my wife back to my truck, <laughs> whom I love. My wife. I love my truck also. You're like fireman carrying. Come along, boy. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, you, you made it out time. of that all in one piece somehow. Can I get a uh, point of experience for resolving a charge situation without violence? Yeah. Excellent. That's um, one of my personal directives. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, what happens? Are you okay, Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect any of this to happen. You never you do. You hosted a role-playing game. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the implications of how, like, evangelical religion works in a, in this world that we're <laughs> setting up. But it's, a, it's an interesting thought problem. I imagine it's a lot more prevalent uh, I was waiting. At, out near um, Ira's hometown. And say I was waiting for you to be like, did you know that... You and your family can spend eternity together in heaven? <laughs> well, the the trick is you don't want to be specific enough that they really buy into it. Because oh. then you're, t- you're tying yourself up in for like a sermon for three hours. So you know how this works. Oh, I, I think Iris had to sit through many of these kind of encounters. Okay, we're back in the truck. What do we do? I, I go over my vision. Okay. And just basically, so I don't have to spit spat all the things you just told me they were here and they heard it <laughs> so i relay it fox is very stressed out from that situation yeah i can imagine <laughs> i wouldn't want to walk into a room with a bunch of people whose family members i may have killed <laughs> allegedly <laughs> <laughs> okay to your knowledge <laughs> so 
where are you going? Are you going back to the speakeasy? No, no. We we still have to get rid of that car. I'll I'll, I'll worry about that. <laughs> that's that's a problem yeah, for car future full IRL. of corpses. <laughs> that's my garage. <laughs> <laughs> car Look, full the, of corpses. The worst the worst that happens. <laughs> I can think of a lot of worse things that will happen. <laughs> the worst thing that happens is someone steals it, and honestly, that means it's not our problem anymore. <laughs> Are you sure that's the worst thing? <laughs> yeah. That's I what Iro says is the worst thing. Okay. Iro does not want to talk about that right now. <laughs> okay. Nancy, okay. not to put too fine a point on it, but do you believe that Felix was telling the truth in all of this? I mean, if this guy is a is politician. Is that what his name was? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, based on what you got in the vision, he was telling the truth. Like to some extent, you get um, feelings, yeah, you also, get the feelings, emotions, okay. and like nothing that you felt indicated that he was lying. I mean, it makes sense when you think about the politics of all these areas here that they would want an ambassador to kind of bring them together instead of fighting between them. They become stronger that way. Sure. Well. Magic. I don't know, friends. I'm at a bit of a loss. If she's not here and she's not at Felix's, then... My only other thing is we need to figure out about the Lightbringers. That seems to be the only other lead here, but we only have one foot on the ground, so to speak, about that with Dolores. Well, if we... I... That's certainly a metaphor. <laughs> I yes. ran out of ideas, but I didn't really have any to begin with, so... Fox, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, at least uh, go let Melody know what we found and let her uh, sort things out for the evening. And then uh, we'll go check in with Dolores, see if she's found anything out. Has it been a long enough period of time before that's reasonable? Yes. Okay. Then we do that. I'd say it's been a couple hours, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if nothing else, the speakeasy is your home base enough that, like, yeah. yeah. So, um, so if if Melody has nowhere else to go or feels unsafe, we'll certainly bring her with us. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think that's what happens. Okay. Is like she doesn't want to go back to the place where where she last saw Rachel, like somewhat understandably. So she kind of sort of like tags along um, when you tell her what's up, and you go into the speakeasy. And as soon as you walk in, Dolores uh, like waves for you to come over. Hi, at Dolores. Hi, Nancy. Do you need a drink? Go ahead, fill me up. What does Nancy drink again? Is it rum? I think we decided it was rum. If it's to go, she does a sweet <laughs> rum. If it's to stay for a while, she does between the sheets. Okay, she's going to fill up a flask with sweet rum, uh, uh, I guess. You asked me, Iroh, you asked me to look into this. I checked around and I was surprised to find information so quickly. I guess this this group or this group that's using their name or whoever these people are, I think they've been more somewhat more active as of late. But there's been some whispers of uh, safe houses. Well, not safe houses, but... Unsafe houses. Yes, unsafe <laughs> houses. Precisely. You get my drift. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Around town. And there's one not too far from here. And she like turns around an address and you would realize that this address is directly between the speakeasy and the shapeshifter neighborhood. She says the source for this information is someone that I trust, but they don't hang out with the best people. I would be very, very careful going going here, which I'm assuming 
based on what I know of the events of the day, you've heard a lot today, but... Ira's already checking his ammo and putting his hat on. Like, yeah, we're, we're going to that place that you okay. just told me about. I'll, 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 I'll keep an eye on, on the girl. Melanie's like, hey, but I'm assuming you guys are not going no, to no. drag. Yeah. You're, you're going to stay here. <sighs> Fine. Be careful. No guarantees. Oh, that's unsettling. Kid, it's time to put the jacket back on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, is there another changing montage? Does Nancy have a fighting dress? More oh, spikes. God. More spikes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have to match. Oh, she can have spikes little um epaulets yes with some little danglies on them <laughs> do you mean like some, smaller some epaulets dangling off <laughs> large epaulets uh, it's, it's like i don't i don't i have to show you a picture later okay <laughs> i get you i know what you're saying you know what i'm talking about you're, you're smelling what i'm stepping in <laughs> so on that note um also can i have the notebook yeah Oh, well, I guess you would ask Iro, or I guess you would ask Dolores, because you left it with Dolores, right? I take the notebook from Dolores and give it to Nancy. Okay. (laughs) No direct contact between you ladies. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the Bible Bible says. Okay. No, it didn't work. It explodes. <laughs> it might. I don't know. Catch so what were you trying to roll there? Were you trying to roll psychometry again? Yeah. I was just trying to get a feel for it. Some faces to... Some pages. Going? Some pages. Okay. Yeah, you get hit with a blinding head. It's almost like there's, for whatever reason, like, you know how usually um, when you touch an object and you tap into the emotions, you're seeing, like, you're seeing the stuff that played on around it. Like, not necessarily just the emotions of the person who was holding at any given time, but the stuff in the vicinity. And you are hit with a blinding wave of... Like fear all of the city's emotions. <laughs> yeah, you're hit with a blinding wave of like fear and nausea, and like you get that like that feeling when you're so scared that like your throat constricts and like you can't talk. You get like you get like that full body feeling, and it you now physically feel like someone is like coming for your life at this exact moment. I'm I'm gonna take a swig of like <laughs> drink. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this shit. <laughs> you're gonna take like half a harm for that but i'll just remember it the next time you like take something or you can mark it yeah because you were yeah that was a lot so what's your plan in approaching this place hmm. the strategy that we had sort of waved off with the black wolf of using glamours to disguise ourselves we do have a vehicle that belongs to this group we do is that the one that's currently filled with bodies yes well it's not filled to the brim i mean we'll take the bodies out <laughs> Put them in the trunk. Aren't they already in the trunk? I don't recollect. I think you I put them in, in the trunk. I was in a bit of a rush. They are <laughs> in the trunk. I think you put them in okay. the trunk. Right. I don't know how you fit so three full-size people in the trunk. In the you, trunk. Well, it just what? depends no. on what type of car it is. It's totally feasible. <laughs> I mean, I think that whatever happens, we're going to wind up shooting at them. But it occurs to me that sneaking in disguised as them... Might be a reasonable way to start off with advantage. There was three of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It is possible, but not for very long. How long? I, I don't. My move just says it doesn't last long. <laughs> so that's um, I would say like forty-five for the, for minutes. The, yeah, like forty-five minutes is pushing. Well, definitely less than an 44 hour. Forty-four minutes. <laughs> it just says the effects don't last long. 
I was thinking like 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough to like at least get the lay of the land. Yeah. Find the most easily barricaded spot. Yeah. Good idea. Kite all of them to us. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. So the camera pulls out and fade to black as y'all are discussing your plan for clamoring yourselves and going to some kind of stronghold with a car full of corpses. As one does. Just a normal Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Serendipity City. All of our player and cast information is in the show notes, along with the link to our community discord and other social media. We're moving into the end of season one. So if you have any questions for a Q&A episode, make sure to send them in through one of those links. Want to get an NPC named after you? In addition to becoming a patron, you can now also be entered in the NPC name lottery by tagging us on Twitter with a tweet about the show or writing a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts and tweeting a screen cap of that review at us. Don't forget to check out the Patreon to get sneak peeks, behind-the-scenes content, and other bonus stuff. If you're curious about those bonuses, make sure to take a look at the link in the description and also on our site at serendipitypod.com. Another new addition to the site is a new listener guide. So if you've been trying to get a friend into Serendipity City, but they aren't sure where to start, or they're a little intimidated by the idea of the backlog, just send them over to the site. There's a couple different jumping on points, and we are also going to have ARC recaps soon to make it even easier for people to get started listening. Many thanks to patrons like Melody Burton and Ed Goforth for making it possible for me to spend more time on this and projects like it. We're playing a combination of The Sprawl by Hamish Cameron and Urban Shadows by Andrew Medeiros and Mark Davis Truman, with a few things added in here and there from Dungeon World by Sage Latora and Adam Koble. All of these are hacks of Apocalypse World. Sound effects and music were a combination of public domain and free to use, with a full track list in the episode description and Battle Bards. Our next episode will be up November 27th. If you're enjoying the show, please consider rating and reviewing or telling a friend about us. That's the only way we can find new listeners. Thanks again for listening and have a great day. Podcast Advocate Network. Teeth, 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 teeth. <laughs>